Hey, hello, everyone out there. This is the PlayStation Report you're hearing on your whatever you listen to your podcast on. I assume most people wa- listen to it like on their phone, but I, 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 I don't know, man. I'm Frank, and joining me is Tyler. Tyler, where do you listen to your podcasts? I mostly listen on my phone, but if there's like a video version or something, I'll, I'll put it up on YouTube. You know, while I'm doing something, I won't, uh, you know, I, I don't sit there and, like, actively watch it like I'm watching a a race or a movie or something, but, you know, it'll be there. Mm. See, the thing that I've done recently, and I actually like it a lot, uh, with my new sound bar is that it, it has Bluetooth, mm. and I can simultaneously be playing a podcast off my phone through the Bluetooth speaker function of it and also be playing through something another input so i can play a video game still get some video game audio and also get the podcast coming through my soundbar yeah so there you go that, that's my setup yeah now. yeah that's that sounds pretty good actually yeah. yeah that's cool um but yeah it's it's been a week uh some things have happened some video games uh released um i i didn't I haven't played... I haven't purchased and downloaded, but I haven't played that Resident Evil 8 yet. Gotcha. Yeah, I uh, I have played some of it now. I'll get into mm. it. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't played a lot of it, but yeah, okay. we'll, we'll talk then. Yeah, uh, video games are coming out again. Yeah. Uh, we had our lull, and now it's starting to happen. The video games are happening. Yep, definitely. It's uh, It's exciting. So yeah, uh, full bore into the video game season. Uh, I guess we have a race to talk about. Um, Portimao. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about it other than Hamilton's a damn good driver. <laughs> Dude, he really is. He really is. Like, the season that you think that Red Bull is showing that uh, they might be able to compete... Uh, they can beat Botas. <laughs> oh yeah, I think they can clearly beat him. Um, but Hamilton's just like on another level. I think like this season is proving more than any other that uh, as much as the Mercedes is a great car, Hamilton is by far the best driver on the grid. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I totally agree with you. I, man, what was it after that race? I think it was Nico Rosberg, maybe someone. I'm blanking on who it is, unfortunately, but someone had the, a great quote, and it's so true, of uh, Max Verstappen is finding out how truly great Lewis Hamilton is. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, their cars are fairly equal, but yet Lewis just, he's crushing it, man. Uh, it's its pretty wild to watch. Um, and then, you know, uh, watching that race, I mean, they got spread out a little bit. Towards the end, everything, I think Lewis was like five seconds ahead before everybody tried to go for fast slap. But, um, you know, there was a stretch of time in that race where Botas, uh, Hamilton, and Verstappen were like one, two, three, and like right with each other. And I'm like, this is really cool. You know, it's just cool to see someone else up there with the Mercedes teams. Then even qualifying today in Spain, like they're still so close to each other, um, so it's cool. But but yeah, I think Hamilton just shows on a on Sunday why he's a seven time champion. I mean, it's, it's it's pretty amazing sometimes to watch. Yeah, as as boring as it can be sometimes, I, you know, just to see the same dude win over and over again but but that race like he he really earned that one i felt like in portugal mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i i mean i just i really think that he might be the best driver ever like i mean it's kind of hard to compare through the eras but like mm-hmm. it just seems like no matter like his teammate can't touch him like even when the car, when another team is competitive, they they hardly get a scratch in on him. Like he really just, I I, I believe that Lewis Hamilton might just be the best driver we've seen yeah, in F one. He he can. I think a lot of people downplay him because he constantly has the best car on the grid, mm-hmm. which that no doubt plays a part in it. But 
uh, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you because it's it, it's just he just crushes it at everything of like yeah I think he fell back to third in Portugal and then he found his way past both of both Verstappen and, and Valtteri and then like we've seen over and over again like his tire management is just far superior than anyone else's it's it's like those sort of things i'm just like wow this is just kind of amazing like what he can do because (laughs) because maybe uh i mean things do change as they go along in the runs but you know he'll come on say like these tires are like totally shot and then he'll go another 30 laps and he keeps setting fastest lap i'm like all right Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i was half expecting him like on his old hards to try to go for a fastest lap on the hard yeah at the end of the race like that that's just how good he is like i i I could i could have saw seen that happening yeah (laughs) also yeah that yeah and then track limits has totally like killed verstappen this year so far um Mm -hmm. because he uh, made that pass in Bahrain for the win, and then that was over the track limits, which that whole race was really weird with that. But then he had fastest lap in Portugal, but that got taken away from him because of track limits. And, you know, that's on him, you know. But, yeah. but yeah, I mean, that those, those sort of, like, to me, if you're going to take down Lewis Hamilton at the complete top of his game still... Like you can't be making even yeah, the little drive mistake. a perfect race. You really do, yeah. Because I mean, that's that's a ton of points on the board that they've they've left off. So yeah, I don't know. yeah. See what happens in Spain tomorrow, I guess. Yeah, I mean, as you could tell, uh, we're talking about Spain tomorrow, so we are recording on a Saturday. Uh, so keep that in mind. I, I I don't know what Saturday night news might drop. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, GTA Six. Yeah, <laughs> on a Saturday night. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Uh, also, speaking of racing, and I, I don't really watch this series or the NASCAR Truck Series, mm-hmm. but yeah, did you see that Truck Series wreck in Darlington last night? I well, I didn't watch it last night, but I saw a video of it online yeah, today. Yeah. And yeah, that was that was something. <laughs> I I cuz I just saw it on Instagram last night and I just love whoever runs their social is pretty good cuz they literally just put like what just happened because like the entire fucking field wrecks. It's it's I I recommend anyone just watch that video cuz it's it's hilarious to me. I'm like, how much money was just destroyed right there over that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff indeed. Uh, speaking of good stuff, video games, I will I will say video games are good. Uh, well, some of them. <laughs> yeah. At least the ones that I try to play are, are, are the good ones. Uh, but Tyler, you you've also been playing some video games as we've hinted earlier. Um, but is there anything in particular you want to talk about first here? Yeah, I mean, before I talk a little bit about Resident Evil, I finished Outriders uh, this week. Um, you finished Outriders. Are you finished with Outriders? I think I am, uh, only because I don't. I don't like. I was getting some really cool weapons at the end of that game, but I don't just feel that itch to grind it out. Um, the The story is just so bad in this game to to me. Like the the concept and the world, there there is some really interesting stuff, but like the main character and all that stuff is just just bad. And there were some things at the end. I'm like, oh my god, like this is just fucking crazy. Uh, but also at the end, some incredibly stunning visuals, uh, just really cool, like artistic design sort of stuff. And I've really enjoyed a lot of those things at the end. I did all the, pretty much all the side quests, did all of the hunts, all the wanted missions, all of the historian areas. I did pretty much everything. I'm at max level, um... And 
yeah, it, it was it was a really fun game to play through. Um, the final boss was not as hard as I was kind of thinking it would be. Um, it was yeah, it was kind of easier than I felt than some other bosses, and um, yeah, it was it was it was a neat game to play through. And uh, I did do an expedition, which you unlock those at the end of the campaign. So that's kind of like the um, end game content, and basically they're kind of just like strikes almost with Destiny, except way more action packed, like pretty constantly action packed. Um, and there is some objectives and stuff like that, but I match made with just one dude and ran through it, and that was a really fun time too, um, just to to play. Uh, with another person, it's the first time I did it in this game, and he—I forget which class he had—but basically, he could look kind of like freeze enemies in midair and like make them kind of just float. And then I had my pyro ability, so I could then kind of combo with him uh, and you know do a lot of damage while they're just kind of floating in the air and you know things like that. I'm like, okay, I think this game could be really fun to play. Uh, with with a group, but you know, uh, I'm the <laughs> I'm the only one I know that has played and beaten this game all the way. Um, so so yeah, and I, I also just don't really feel that that loot itch uh, with this game. I mean, some of the stuff was cool, but you know, it's it's all good. It's I think I'm done with it unless they do anything drastic. Like I, I enjoyed my 25 hours that I spent with this game. Okay. So it was good to get it off my plate so I can get back to some other games I, I kind of started and then uh, play some new stuff like Resident Evil Village. Um, so I am only maybe an hour into this game and I started it after I finished Outriders and I was, I was like way too drunk to play this game. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the <laughs> it, it is a fun game, and uh, I want to play a lot more of it because there is some very intriguing stuff, I think, so far. Like, the beginning of this game kind of goes places, and a character and story moment happens, and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Um and I want to see where that goes for sure. Uh, and then the village so far, I mean, I've only seen a little bit of it just being early in the game, like is really fascinating to me. Um, and just fucking gorgeous. This game is so beautiful and the lighting's amazing. And uh, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm at a point where, the game's kind of letting me go a little bit, and I can explore. There's more action and all that stuff, and and the enemies so far are kind of interesting because uh, you kind of see them in the trailer. They're I don't really know what they are really, but they're definitely not zombies, um, and they're just a lot more fast paced, and and uh, so the action's a little bit more intense so far. Yeah. Um, Looking forward to playing a lot more of this game. I'll definitely play a lot more of it for for next week. But but I think it it could be a pretty pretty good one. Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated because I've heard some things about this game and like how it's uh, maybe not necessarily a continuation of what they've done with Seven. Mm-hmm. Although it is it is first person, right? It I, is. I didn't get that. Yeah, but I I, I heard that like it's it's a little bit. Uh, a little bit cheesier than seven, let's say. Yeah, um, there's at least in the beginning there is some cheesy moments, and also just kind of starts off with a little bit of a leap. I, I felt. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. I feel like the right. dialogue's way worse in this game than seven, though. Uh, so far, we'll see where that goes. Because yeah, I've, I've from what I've heard and read in some of the reviews, you know, some of the Ethan Winters is not like the greatest dude <laughs> mm-hmm. like just really corny all right so 
Yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've I've played this week outside of like you and I played some Apex after we recorded last week, which was Yeah, we good did. Time. That was fun. Yeah. Um I pl- also played some Apex Legends just a little bit this morning before we recorded. Uh so yeah, I played exactly one round of Apex Legends as Valkyrie, the new uh mm. the new character. And uh, Valkyrie kicks ass. Valkyrie is very fun. Um, you basically have a destiny jump. That's kind of how I it, it feels. Like uh, you have a jetpack as Valkyrie, and yeah, you can like you can change the setting, but like you can. I have it so you hold like the jump button to use your jetpack to just stay up in the air, and. Uh, yeah, you can propel yourself pretty high up, get a good vantage point, and then use your tactical ability, which is a missile barrage. Um, the alt is kind of like uh, having a jump pad. Uh, not a jump pad. One of those launch towers anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, like, you you, you uh, set off your alt, and then your teammates can choose to come and join you. And you basically just launch yourselves way up into the air, just like the jump towers. Um, and, yeah, you dive back to wherever you need to go. Wow. So, yeah, that's pretty useful. Yeah. Um, they added a new weapon, a bow. Um, people say the bow is too powerful. Um, when you can strip a, a purple shield with a headshot with the bow, wow. <laughs> I guess I see where they're coming from. Yeah, that's, that uh, seems pretty... Pretty crazy. It's also it's also kind of hard to use. Mm. So, I mean, there is a there is a necessary skill level for that. Um, uh, so the one game I played this morning, it came in second. I really thought I'd win it, but yeah, did did pretty good. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's Apex Legends. They, I guess that arena mode got added too. Yes, it did. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Um, I'd like to, because I I have a friend who played it, and they described it in a way that uh, makes me excited to see what y'all would think about it, you and yeah, our other friends we play with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm um, definitely intrigued by it. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I've uh, continued, I think, I just wrapped up all of the missable side quests in the first half of Near Replicant, so I'm going to press forward to the story from from now on. Um, I've got that on my plate. Cool. I've also uh, also leveled my tank, my warrior, in Final Fantasy XIV to level 60, so now I can start taking on some raids with a tank, Ooh. even though I don't know any of the raid mechanics or how the boss... what the tank busters are for the bosses or any of that but that's it's all stuff that it's all information that's out there i just have to do some research yeah um but yeah that's that's a lot of fun uh and then tyler i'm, I'm back into mlb the show t- 21 Ooh. uh my my favorite baseball rpg where i i play the road to the show mode and uh yeah i i'm playing playing on xbox because it's it's on game pass yeah it's wild yeah um and in honor of that i i named my named my uh player phil spencer (laughs) and uh, i I mean these mlb games have a lot of names in their audio so that was obviously in there so yeah Mm -hmm. playing as phil spencer i'm a starting pitcher who is also a bad i'm a two-way player i'm not sure if you heard of that Uh, Uh, i like i'm like babe ruth i've heard of it there, there's in the modern day context, uh, there's there's one guy they basically base this off of uh, Shohei Otani. Okay, I've um, I've heard of it and I know I've heard of him. There's a lot of kind of things like that with baseball that uh, I I don't really understand. I mean, honestly, I'll admit I haven't watched a ton of baseball, but things like uh, I don't know designated hitter. Like I'm not fully sure what that is or means for yeah, a baseball so, game and couple... real quick that's good so the base the mlb is divided into the american league and the national league you know that much yes. right yep, yep, yep so in the american league uh they have a position called the designated hitter uh who basically hits where the 
like instead of the pitcher batting, they have a designated hitter to bat instead. Uh, in the National League, the pitchers just hit for themselves. Gotcha. Uh, so, so in the American League, do the pitchers not hit at all? Uh, no, unless you are doing what I'm doing, um, because I happen to be drafted to an American League team, but I am still a two-way player. So I, I do my starting pitching duties, but in between starts, uh, I either play the field or I play as the designated hitter. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's, it's a really hard way to play. You kind of have to be pretty good at the game <laughs> to do that. Um, yeah, like these, like, it, I mean, that's pretty accurate because you don't necessarily see very many two-way players, like, pitchers who can actually hit very well Mm -hmm. um like they're like unicorns in baseball uh so yeah i mean it's a fun way to play um and yeah i'm enjoying my baseball rpg once again (laughs) yeah that's cool is it weird to see the sony logos and stuff on on an xbox oh yeah and even like in the stadiums you'll see a san diego studio advertisements like on the advertisement boards like yeah it's 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 wild but yeah yeah, they it as far as i can tell it plays pretty well i mean it it doesn't seem like a bad version of an mlb the show game yeah that's uh that's awesome i mean what yeah what a fucking wild world Mm -hmm. we live in there I, i really wonder what the whole uh kind of development uh process is like over at san diego now developing for xbox because i mean they have to have dev kits and how much of that is able to be shared you know is there only like some people that can get into that stuff you know is there any weird agreement between sony and microsoft i don't know it's kind of kind of interesting but i guess yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of wild. And then, yeah, like Microsoft now owns Arcane Studios, who will be putting out a game only on PlayStation Five later this year yeah. in Deathloop. It's just uh, such a weird, weird world. Yeah, uh, a weird world of video games. But you know, there's always a constant. There has been for a while now. E3, Tyler. Mm-hmm. And let's get into the news here with the latest E3 news. We have some more confirmed appearances for E3 2021. Uh, and the I, I hazard to guess that these are not Konami situations. <laughs> <laughs> Where they just say they want to do it and then don't. Uh, but we do have a list here. Uh, Square Enix, Bandai Namco, Gearbox, uh, Verizon, uh, slash Freedom Games, uh, Devious Eye Entertainment, Turtle Beach, for another Verizon listing here. What the, Verizon's making video games? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand Verizon at all. <laughs> and then there's Binge and Exceed Games. Um, I, I kind of think Square Enix was a no-brainer. Like yeah, they kind of have to be here. Yeah, and they they already said that they were going to be. I, I don't really understand why they weren't announced initially. It's kind of weird, but yeah, I mean Bandai Namco. I'm sure they'll have some stuff. I mean Elden Ring. Yeah, that's that's right? what I was just gonna say. Elden Ring, and then I want to say they also published Tales the Tales series. So Tales of Arise just got a release date, so I'm sure we'll see some of that. I don't really know what Gearbox would have at this point. I would wonder if they're maybe publishing something again, like Godfall. I don't know what internally developed stuff they might have, because they're still... They kind of just wrapped up, in a way, supporting uh, Borderlands, so I feel like it'll be a while until we see their next real game. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I, I'm not sure... What from Gearbox I'd even be excited for anymore, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Yeah, they're they're an interesting company. I mean, I I, I like Borderlands. Paddleborn obviously wasn't great, um, and I like the Brothers in Arms games way back in the day on the PS2. 
those games were fun, but they're not going to make any of those anytime soon. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see where that goes. I mean, I guess the hype for Elden Ring just through the roof with oh, Bandai yeah. Namco confirmed. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just going to be some anime game. <laughs> yeah. Is it a new Naruto? I think it's going to be a new Naruto. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. We'll see. So, I mean, it's cool, though, that, like, some big publishers and developers are participating in E3 this year. So, you know, at least I think it'll have some some good stuff in it. Uh, I, you know, I see people getting, like, super fucking hyped for E3, like... Like in the past, the pre-COVID days, mm-hmm. and I'm just keeping my expectations in check. I mean, well, will I be excited when things are being announced? Yeah, but you know, we're just kind of in a really weird uh, time, and you know, I don't, I don't want to get super duper hyped. But I'm, I'm sure we'll see some good stuff because there isn't a ton announced. Uh, you know, beyond what we already know. So I'm sure we'll see we have to see some some stuff that's being worked on. Yeah. Yeah. I it I mean it's a month away. We we don't yeah. have that long to wait. No. So No, it's yeah, holy shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it is a month away. Damn. Alright. Um a little bit further away uh, is uh, this week's hot announcement, Tyler. Lost Judgment. A sequel to Judgment is coming this fall. Uh, they, I, I don't see a date, but it says fall. I thought I scroll saw down here. it was September. Yeah, September 24th. Oh, yeah, September 20th. Yep, there is a date. September 24th, Lost Judgment. Uh fucking dope. I thought Judgment was pretty cool. I'm glad that they are uh, continuing with uh, this cast of characters. And yeah. Really excited to see where this goes because um, I mean, I guess this is where uh, the Yakuza Studio is going to make their brawler games because the other bit of news coming from them this week is that the Yakuza series proper will be a uh, turn-based uh <laughs> game from now on so so yeah uh we'll have their turn-based rpg and then their then their brawler uh in in the judgment series yeah really excited for for that studio going forward yeah i think it's cool that i think it makes judgment a lot more distinct if that is like the the like the uh kind of more actiony game that Yakuza once was, but it makes that franchise more distinct. So it's like if you want that stuff, you're you're gonna get it. And I think them kind of spinning off and having two separate franchises is really smart. Um, yeah, good. And I also think that with this news, it's I think it's kind of confirmation that if they continue with the Yakuza series, it's going to be with the uh, Kasuga. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. And. I think so many people like his character, and you know he, he is pretty awesome. So I, I I definitely can see that. Yeah, because like, I mean, you've played enough of Yakuza like a dragon to understand like the whole conceit of that being a turn-based uh, game is just all down to the character of Ichiban Kasuga, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the way he looks at the world is, is as like a Dragon Quest RPG. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, he. Li- I mean, literally, just he constantly comments on everything of how it relates to Dragon Quest. It's it's awesome. Yeah, love how on the nose it is, and I think, you know, Judgment seems. I mean, you showed me some stuff that was kind of goofy, but Judgment seems to be more of maybe a, a more serious and mature game, where mm-hmm. Yaksa. I mean. Uh, I'm not saying Yakuza isn't mature because the story in Like a Dragon is very can be very dark at times, um, from what I've played so far. And but it, it also is like a totally on the nose, goofy video game. 
Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, making those two distinct, I think, it makes a lot of sense to me. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, what, what? Where do we want to go here? Um, Anywhere you want. Uh, let's talk about lawsuits. Sure. Uh, because, I mean, that's in the news now. Like, it's been like Apple versus Epic, or Epic, yeah, that old lawsuit going on. But now there's a new lawsuit uh, facing uh, Sony over their PlayStation Store. Um, yeah, so there's a class action lawsuit about them uh, restricting digital purchases to the official PlayStation Store. Which, I mean, that's how both, uh, that's how Xbox and Nintendo do it also. Yeah. As far as I can tell. Um, I don't know how much of a case they have here. Yeah, it's, basically it's saying that Sony has a monopoly over their store. There's... There's no way for anyone else to sell anything. There's no other stores on their store, I guess. And no way to buy games differently. You can't even go buy um, digital codes in an in a actual retail store anymore. Um, stuff like that. So they're really controlling the market, I guess. And that... I don't know. I I think this is kind of dumb in a way. I mean, I think we shouldn't just bow down and take it up the ass from some of these mega corporations, but it's like, it's Sony's store. Like, I just don't understand going after them when it's their store. They can do what they want with that store. And like, yeah, same thing for, for Xbox and Nintendo. I mean, you can get those digital codes in a retail store and stuff, but, like, it's the same way, like, you know, and, you know, this also is saying, like, ah, you know, because, uh, you know, you can only get these games in Sony's store, and they're digital, they're more expensive, and I can see that, but at the same time, Sony runs a lot of sales on their store. I mean, there's a sale mm-hmm. constantly. So I don't know if I, I buy that too. I just I, I ultimately I I feel this is kind of silly myself. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's like it's like suing a movie theater because you can only buy the tickets through the theater. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I mean it's it's really like I. I mean I get like how some people might think it's different because they look at PC and it's like oh there are all these different different uh, stores that I can buy games for my PC, but that's a much more open platform. Um, and if you're if you're talking about trying to force, like, any of the... either Sony or Microsoft to, like, open their console platform, like, to other stores being able to sell games on them, like, I don't, I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. It's just a weird thing. Like, if if you walk in a store right now... You know, I just think it would be weird to start complaining that, you know, their prices are outrageous or whatever because you're in their store. Like, <laughs> they can set the prices with whatever the fuck they want. It's their store. I don't know. It's just such a weird, weird thing to me, this this class action lawsuit. At first, when I saw this in just the headline, I was like, over digital sales exclusivity, I thought this was coming down to, like, the whole PSN shutting down on PS3 and Vita um, that they reversed. But I thought it was coming down to that of, like, yeah, there's no way to get your games or anything like that. But that's more, more prices. I don't know. See where this one goes, I guess. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, let's just stick with Sony here. There's other things. I mean, I guess this next story came as a result of that uh, 
Epic and Apple lawsuit. Um, apparently, Sony is forcing uh, Epic to pay uh, pay them to have Fortnite be crossplay. Uh, yeah, there's there's a whole revenue chart like how much they, how much Epic owes Sony. Basically, what there's what what this boils down to is uh, Sony really fucking hates crossplay, <laughs> and they do. make people pay pay to enable it yeah and yeah this whole epic versus apple legal trial that's going on is so fascinating because we're there's a couple of things we'll talk about like we're seeing a peek behind the curtain uh with some things and the games industry is just an overly secretive industry and you know, a lot of this stuff that's coming out is like starting to really piss people off. And uh, it's kind of throughout the week, kind of a lot more documents had more redacted information in it and stuff like that. So it's a really fascinating thing overall. But but yeah, Sony does not like crossplay. And, and when this story came out, I was like, ah, this is why we don't see a lot of crossplay right now, in my opinion. Mm. It, potentially, and I might be like conspiratorial with that, but you know, some games have it. You know, Fortnite, Call of Duty, uh, I think Rocket League, right? Rocket League has yeah. it. So, and these games are massive games where it makes sense to do, and even if they have to pay Sony extra cash or whatever, they can afford that. But it, you know, I was always curious why we're not seeing more crossplay if all the pl- platform holders show it or, or show that they will allow it and maybe maybe this is the case I, I don't know it's so some of these emails that came out <laughs> too were really fascinating like there was an email uh, with Gio Corsi where he was basically saying like no one can describe how crossplay benefits the PlayStation business and and basically Epic just said well fuck you we're doing it and I guess they had the guess they worked out this deal, um, which I, if I'm Sony, it doesn't really benefit them at all in a way. I mean, it, it's good for consumers. It keeps games more, you know, viable uh, overall, and, and you know that that stuff's great. But I I can understand the business end of like if if you're playing fucking. Fortnite on a PlayStation 4 primarily, but you you hop on uh, your phone or your Switch where you have it too or something, and you're spending money on those platforms, but then you primarily play it on PlayStation and Sony's not getting that money. You know, I can, I can understand that. And it also makes me wonder if like, does anyone else get this kind of payment system or is Sony the only one? Is Sony the only one that asked or demanded it? Like, does Nintendo and Microsoft care about this stuff? About getting compensation, I guess, for for crossplay things. It's I don't know, it's a really fascinating thing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I yeah, I'm just I I don't I don't know, man. Like this I feel like at some point like Sony is going to like I I feel it's inevitable at some point they're going to fall just a little bit behind and they and they're going to change their tune a little bit. Yeah. Definitely. Like if yeah, if they were the ones in second place, they would totally be changing their tune with this, I feel. And yeah, definitely agree with you on that. It'll be interesting right. to see how many more games get crossplay, and if anything else like this comes out of you know Sony kind of being uh, difficult with crossplay. Like they'll allow it, but it's like, hey, you better pay up. Hey, you know what would make crossplay like a lot easier? Uh, uh, it, voice chat. Yeah, if there was a unified voice chat app that, that talked across multiple devices, um, 
We've got a report here where uh, Sony has uh, made an investment into Discord. And uh, they're going to be working with Discord on uh, some voice chat. I hope this just results in there being a Discord app on, on the PlayStation. Yeah. Just just put it on there. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we've had enough problems trying to do cross-play with, say, like, Call of Duty. Or, like, yeah. even if I want, like... Say I installed uh, Apex on the PC. We could do uh, cross-play that, that way, too. And, like, yeah, that voice chat just... It ain't great when you have to have, like... A, if you just have to have your PlayStation on just to have voice chat. <laughs> or, like, it, yeah. It's it's not a great situation when you're trying to do voice chat with uh, across different platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah, it, it's really cool that this is happening. Basically, so Microsoft was going to buy Discord. Like there was talks going on, Microsoft was going to pay a lot of money to do that. I guess those talks broke down. Discord's not being bought, and then PlayStation acquired a minority stake in them. Um, and I guess Discord's about to go public too. So. Uh, I imagine they will start to be worth a lot more than what they are right now. Mm-hmm. So with this kind of investment in the Discord, PlayStation said that they're going to put Discord on on PS5 uh, early next year. And yeah, I agree with you. I think this is really cool. And I hope they keep it simple in a way of like, I feel like, I feel like there's a lot to Discord, but it's also just really easy to use, and it functions well. You know, we use Discord to talk to each other to record this podcast, and um, it's, it's pretty simple. So I hope on console they they keep it pretty simple, um, and I hope there's no just bullshit with it too. Of like, you know, you. You can uh, only talk to players on PS5 or PS4 or PC, you know, or if... Because I think Discord is on Xbox, I thought. I thought I saw a Discord app on Xbox One, but I could mm-hmm. be wrong on that. But I just hope there's no, like, bullshit with that, you know. Yeah, and I, like, doubly, I hope there isn't extra bullshit when it does go public and they are responsible to stakeholders. Yeah. And uh, what changes happen to Discord? Do they... Does it become advertisement hell? Do they sell all their fucking data and then we suddenly get a shit ton of spam bullshit? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's 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 a big thing. Like, if, when, if and when Discord goes public, like, does that service remain a good service? Yeah. I... I agree with you, and I hope I hope it remains a good service because, you know, so, a lot of companies that go public, like, they have that pressure from their shareholders to keep making money, and making money is not good enough. You have to make all the money. So sometimes they just get into some really shady shit sometimes on in ways to make money, and, you know, or, or it just doesn't... Or it changes from the product that you liked into something that isn't really that great. Um, so yeah, I, I hope I hope it doesn't change uh, too much. It only gets better. I didn't know how many people use Discord. I mean, I know it's a super popular thing, but 140 million active users per month. Holy smokes! That's oh, yeah. way I more mean- than I thought. Pretty much, like, I mean, this is this is probably given... If there is a popular video game, uh, there's a Discord for it. Like, you go to that Discord with everyone, and, like, everyone else who wants to go into that Discord for this game. And, like, yeah, you, like, there's a Discord for everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, sports teams have their own Discords as well. Like, you, if you're a fan of, say, like, I know... Uh, Soccer, I have like, there's an Arsenal Discord I I'm in that I, that I talk about how depressing our team has become. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like there's, like, there's discords for everything. Like there's discords for like, like if there's 
an online community for anything. Like, say, there, I mean, there's a giant bomb Discord. There's, like, a waypoint Discord. Mm-hmm. There's Discords for, I, I believe IGN has their own Discords as well. Um, but, yeah, like, it's, it is a huge thing, especially for, like, people who are trying to have community engagement as well, like, uh, online content creators, like, that. That is a huge avenue for them to to do stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure, like almost every podcast that I I listen to has, uh, like, one of their Patreon perks is access to their Discord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same. I have, I have a um, few like that too. So yeah, it it is a huge platform, and it, I mean it it's good. It it is a good platform. I just like I worry about the future. Yeah. Definitely, uh, but it, it's smart for Sony to to invest in this and hopefully make Discord a really cool thing on their platform. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, really cool, Tyler. It looks like we might get Sunset Overdrive coming over to the PlayStation. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, so according to this tweet here, I mean. Insomniac owns the IP, and, and Sony owns Insomniac, so it's it's legal. It's a legal thing. There is no legal dispute here. But man, Sunset Overdrive is an old game. At this point, it is. Yeah, 2014. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seven years old. Yeah. Um, it would be weird to just release that game as it is um, for PlayStation. I, I feel like they'd have to touch it up a bit, maybe. Like it's been a long time since I played Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. But I, I have a feeling like with a game that old, you have to do something to it. You can't just put it out on your platform and hope people buy it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and I think, man, Sunset Overdrive. I loved that game. Uh, I, I. You know, played through it. I played through all the DLCs for that game. It was so good and just really weird. And um, it just has that insomniac creativity behind it. And, you know, I just don't think it was the right game for Xbox, even though it's weird because they need more games like this. Um, And I would love if this game made its way to PlayStation. I think it'll be hard for Insomniac to convince Sony to like let them do a sequel to this game, even if they want to, when you have Ratchet and Spider-Man. Um, but, you know, I, I do think this game deserves to live again. Um, and with Insomniac owning the IP, that's cool. I, I, did, I looked it up because I, I was... Just curious, Microsoft published the game, but Insomniac owned the IP, so that's that's kind of the deal that they made, I guess. So mm-hmm. when it comes to like publishing rights for this game, I I, I don't know where those are, I guess. Um, and if Sony could publish this game on PS5, or will they have to work something out with Microsoft to get it back? I, I don't know on that, but <clears throat> yeah, it'd be be really cool for more people to play this game it you know because this game does a lot of things that made its way into spider-man especially on the movement end and even then um i guess some of those things were also done in ratchet though with like a lot of the rail grinding and all that stuff but you know this game allowed you to do it in like basically an open world and it was really fast paced and in you know that found its way into Spider-Man so it's kind of an important game for where Insomniac is now so yeah all right Tyler you put in some interesting bit of news uh also going back to the <laughs> Epic and Apple lawsuit some more um information revealed um so apparently xbox pays attention to playstation games in a way that uh i mean you're always going to pay attention to your competition but i feel like this has gone to an extent that uh i did not expect uh so you want to take us into this it looks like 
Looks like they, the Xbox people like The Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, they do. They basically, I guess, had an internal analysis of The Last of Us Part 2. And they said... This was their... Or this was a quote from, from this. The Last of Us Part 2 is the exceedingly rare video game where what it accomplishes in moving forward the art of narrative storytelling in video games as a medium as a medium ultimately outweighs whether or not everyone likes it or even if everyone is having fun playing it um they kind of said that the game is is absolutely best in class in basically every area and the overall presentation is significantly ahead of anything that other teams have been producing on console and PC. Holy shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's pretty wild for them to say. I mean, it's cool. Uh, but also, like, man, I, I wonder what their own teams feel. <laughs> if, if Microsoft's saying this, um, yeah, well, what, those other Those other teams haven't released a game in forever, so that, uh, yeah, that, uh, they still have true. a chance. Yeah, that is true, but, you know... I, if I was those teams, I, I would want to be shooting for getting the praise that Microsoft's giving this game, for sure. And, yeah, it's a thing that's going to be really wild with Microsoft owning so many studios now, is can they put out a game that reaches the heights of Last of Us Part Two, Whether you like it or not, like, that game, everybody, the world, the video game world stopped when that game came out. Everybody played it. And the game does do a lot of amazing stuff. And uh, so it'll be really interesting if Microsoft can get up to that level with some of their exclusives. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty another peek behind the curtain, I think, is really cool. Not impressed with the gun combat, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the one thing that they said, that the Naughty Dog can't... Naughty Dog still can't make to seem decent gun combat in any of their games, and this one is no exception. <laughs> pretty, you know, pretty harsh. I mean, it, it's kind of hard to disagree, though, when you compare it no. to other games. Yeah, definitely. Like, the combat in The Last of Us Part Two is way better than the first one, but yeah, shooting a, a gun does not feel as good as a lot of other games. Yeah. That, like Naughty Dog's just got something really weird going on with their third person shooting. Last of Us Part Two is probably the best it's felt, but like the Uncharted games were always kind of weird, where they just felt really floaty and not not very tight with their shooting. And I don't, I don't know, they gotta work on that for sure. Yeah. All right. I guess uh, got a little bit of EA news here, um, and baseball news as well. Uh, so EA has bought the developer of Super Mega Baseball, Metalhead Software. So it looks like EA is going to try to make a baseball game. I mean, if the MLB is making Sony put MLB the Show on both platforms. It's clear to me they're trying to make a lot of money. So if they want to, I I don't know. Is, is this a light? Is Super Mega Baseball licensed? No, it. I don't think it's it is. It's not. Right? I think it's. Yeah, I I don't think it is. So what are they? So okay, so maybe they're acquiring the team in anticipation of maybe getting a license to make an MLB game. That's the only reasonable like thing I can think of like I don't think EA putting out an unlicensed baseball game is going to do any more than like yeah it it doesn't make sense to me (laughs) when's the last time EA put out an unlicensed sports game yeah I don't know I have no clue on that uh yeah I'm just I'm just reading a little bit more. So yeah, this is so super. Yeah, Super Mega Baseball is not a licensed game per se, but I guess this is EA's attempt to try to get that uh, in in there, and then also just have a baseball game. Um, but you know, 
I guess they're they're hoping that the MLB will want to uh, open that license up and have more more people uh, make games for them. Uh, but yeah, I kind of I think this is kind of a weird purchase. Um, I th- you know it makes sense for them to want to have a baseball game, but how much do they want to put behind it if it's not totally licensed um, with the MLB? Um, and how much money will this game make too? I mean, I have no doubt that having EA behind this franchise will help it grow substantially, but, um, you know, it's not going to be no uh, Madden or FIFA for sure. I mean, you're going to get your MLB Ultimate team, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you will. Uh, You're going to be able to buy some cards. I mean, that's in the MLB The Show also. But, yeah, I mean, EA is going to also do that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's kind of been on a buying spree recently. Because um, they bought this team, they bought Codemasters, they bought Glue Mobile uh, a little bit ago, which I don't really know what Glue Mobile does, but they bought them for $2.1 billion, which is fucking a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So, kind of fascinating how EA is just rapidly kind of expanding but hopefully they don't shut any of these studios down like EA typically does <laughs> yeah uh, speaking of EA they have a lot of games on this list uh, the top 10 best selling Star Wars games we, we have them right here uh, NPD decided to put up this list for, for Star Wars day um, and yeah, I guess, yeah, I'll, I'll just read this list out here. Uh, at number 10 is Star Wars Shadow of the Empire. 9, Star Wars Battlefront from 2004. 8, Lego Star Wars. 7, Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy. 6, Star Wars Battlefront 2 from 2005. 5, Star Wars The Force Unleashed. 4, Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga. 3, Star Wars Battlefront 2 from 2017. 2, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And at number 1 is still Star Wars Battlefront 2015. Yeah. Love how 4 of the 10 games are Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. Um, and it's also, yeah, I mean, as, <laughs> as much shit as we give EA... With how they handled the Star Wars license, they have the best-selling Star Wars games, uh, mm-hmm. probably by a lot. Because I know, you know, Jedi Fallen Order sold, I think, at least ten million, and then Battlefront's way up there uh, in terms of sales. So they made a lot of money on Star Wars, and you know, no, no doubt it's going to probably continue. Um, yeah, I think overall this list is really interesting. It's not surprising to me that Lego Star Wars is on there. Um, I would have thought the complete saga, I think that's a... Basically, they packaged Lego Star Wars and Lego Star Wars 2 together. Um, mm-hmm. But I I would have thought that the original games would have sold a little bit more than that one. But I guess it makes sense. Also, yeah, no Force Unleashed 2 on this list. Um, and probably the biggest ones, no Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. No. Anywhere. And then, oh, yeah, yeah, now I'm scrolling down here, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, which is, that's really fascinating to me because that game came out not long after The Force Awakens came out where Star Wars hype was at, like, its all-time high. At least of recent Star Wars, I guess. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting that that's not on there to me. I don't know. No squadrons either. Yeah, well, squadrons is a very—it's um, for a very specific audience. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's like being surprised. Tie fighter isn't on here. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see how that changes, though. With you know, it opening up a lot of people making Star Wars games now. Yeah. Yeah, we got Ubisoft and EA's making more. We got a 
big Lego Star Wars game coming out later this year. Oh, yeah. That'll probably be pretty big because it's basically the complete saga on steroids. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, I'm sure this list will definitely be changing here soon. Yeah. All right. Got a few quick hitters here real quick. Uh, there's going to be a Returnal patch that will not corrupt your save. Apparently there was a patch that would corrupt your save, Tyler. Uh, you didn't mention playing Returnal. Does this have anything to do with it? No, I just didn't get around to it. But, yeah, apparently... Uh, yeah, they basically they put out a patch, and there was a bunch of bugs and save problems with that patch... And they kind of are basically recalling it in a way with this new patch. Um, so it's a little fucked up. <laughs> uh, I feel like I haven't seen that happen in a little while. Um, I mean, of course, you know, there's some like cyberpunk where they're some massive game where they're updating it and their updates cause more bugs to happen. It, that stuff happens. But um, I think the biggest thing with this or one of the bigger things, is that, yeah, and I feel like I totally forgot to mention this, is, like, you can't, and everyone has heard about this with Returnal at this point, you can't save your runs, mm. uh, which these runs can be upwards of two or three hours. So, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. uh, especially if you have limited time uh, to play play the game, and especially, too, with a game that's, that is hard and demands time to get good at it. Um, so that that kind of sucks, and hopefully they find a workaround. But, you know, say you, uh, you know, they literally when you boot up Returnal, they say there's no way to save your runs. If you want to save your run, the best thing you can do is go into sleep mode. I'm like, I'm not fucking doing that because my console will freak out. Um, but... Like, if you're in sleep mode and your console is set to automatically update the game, like, your game could update and uh, you were in the middle of a run. So, <laughs> that sucks, too. Um, so, yeah, that's probably one of the bigger things with Returnal, and I hope they hope they get around to finding some way around, around this and allowing some sort of save system. Because that's one, another one of those things of, like, why Hades, to me, is just such an amazing game. Because it it just kind of, like, broke down all the barriers of roguelikes that can kind of be frustrating about them. And, and everything was kind of simple and easy with it. But the game was still just fun and deep and challenging. Um, where I felt like, I feel like the runs in Hades is, like, the perfect length and you know you could you could stop in the middle of the run if you want and save it, save the game and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see with Returnal. Hopefully they they can get this stuff worked out. Yeah. Also happening out there, uh, there's going to be a free to play uh, division game, uh, the Division Heartland. What? They're just yeah. giving the division away now, huh? Yeah, this is weird. Uh, and this is literally all they announced. Um, in that it's coming to console, PC, and, the t and basically, you know, in the next year or so. And um, they said that it will be an all-new perspective on the, universe, on the universe in a new setting. So, I guess it is like a brand new game. Uh, that will be free to play. Hmm. Okay. Which I wonder what the numbers are on the division. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of makes me wonder that too. When I saw this announcement, I was like, "Hmm, that's kind of interesting." Like, is the division two has that really fallen off, and is this their attempt to see what happens if you make a game free to play? I mean, well, they 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 saw Destiny go free to play. Yeah, to a certain extent. I mean. You you have to pay to get the most current stuff, but yeah, you can play a lot of the Destiny without or I, the Destiny <laughs> <laughs> without paying a single cent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess guess we'll be seeing more of this um, at the Ubisoft Forward here at E3. 
the Red Storm's making it too, which Red Storm uh, developed. Um, no, no, they didn't. That was Ubisoft Massive developed um, the Division Two. Um, yeah, and isn't Massive doing it. the Star Wars game now? Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. They are. What did Red Storm do? I'm gonna look them up quick. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so I mean. I'll play the division for free. I mean, oh yeah, that's kind. Of, that's kind of a low bar to clear. I mean, I can, I can, I can do that. I can check it out. I mean, I played a little bit of Outriders. If I can play a little bit of Outriders, I can play a little bit of the division. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, okay. Red Storm is like the one of the Tom Clancy developers. That's right. Okay. I do remember that All now. Right. They developed. I guess they helped on Division 2. I guess the last original game they did was that Star Trek Bridge Crew game. Oh. Um, huh. They co-developed Ghost Recon Future Soldier. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, they just have to follow the Ubisoft formula, and I'm sure they're... Their overlords will be happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's the news. We don't have much else to talk about, but yeah, E3 in yeah. a month. Uh, well, yeah, really quick. One one, one last thing. Uh, oh. Confirmed, I guess, Sledgehammer's developing the next Call of Duty. Okay. All right. What, what was the last Sledgehammer one? Was that World War, World War II? II? Yep. Yep. And it's yeah. rumored this game is going to be in World War Two. Oh, okay. I guess <laughs> I guess they have a thing now. <laughs> yeah. So, hmm. yeah, I guess we'll see how this turns out because, you know, they were supposed to be, like, I guess this game was supposed to be the one that came out last year. I'm still a little confused. I, I guess that they were working on a game that then became Black Ops Cold War and Treyarch had to step in. Sledgehammer got pretty much taken off mm. guess okay. we'll see if this is a, a mess or not <laughs> yeah alright well I think we're going to play some video games that sounds like yeah. a good plan it's a rainy day here uh, well it's been off and on raining throughout the day yeah uh, yeah good time to stay inside play some video games yeah uh, I get my COVID shot this week me too. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully, it. Hopefully, I. I. I still. Uh, I will have a voice next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I, I, it hasn't. So my grandfather got it, and he hasn't had any problems. My parents got it. They didn't really have any problems. I don't know. Mm. It really hits people different, I guess. All right. Well, uh, if you want to hit us something different. <laughs> Send us emails. You know where to do that. That's at PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail dot com. At Twitter on P at PS Report Podcast. Uh, you can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. Give us ratings, reviews, and share us with your friends. And until next week, be good to each other. Play your video games and tits. <laughs>